2: I want us to be versatile and dynamic. Obviously, we got to score more points. I want to be able to keep defenses off balance. I want to utilize all the talent that we have at our disposal. Uh, I'm excited about this process and the the talent pool out there. Based on what I've seen thus far, I'm really open to kind of learning through this process, man, and seeing what people have to say about their visions. And so, certainly, I have a vision of what it looks like, but certainly open to learning through this process.
3: There's Mike Tomlin talking about what he's looking for in the next offense coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and he says there he's open to learning throughout this process. And, guys, you know, we, we routed off names yesterday. I know that there's a batch of names that people have been talking about, the Clint Kubiak, the, the Waldrens of the world, uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, there's so many candidates out there that could be a, a good service to the Steelers, Arthur Smith being another one. Um, it just tells me what Mike Tomlin was saying there, that they are going to do an extensive search for this offensive coordinator. Whether they are going to hire a guy is one thing, but I think that this process, even though that they'll do it, not in an expedited, uh, uh, not in a fast way, but they will interview, i probably say eight to ten plus different candidates just to learn what the thought processes are of each guy, not saying that they're actually going to hire one of those guys. They're going to try to learn from everybody. How many times have people been in job interviews and you're
4: like, you want to tell them what you can do. You don't want to tell them everything, because you know some bosses are sitting there. They're like, "Oh, I like that idea. Oh, I like that idea. We're not going to hire you, but I'm going to steal that idea right. from you." And if you're Mike Tomlin, and he said that he was basically said he was going to do this, he wants to find some new ideas. What people think of the Steelers? How they would fix the Steelers? And it's go for it. Bring in 15 p- people and, and get all these different ideas on how you can fix fix the Steelers, and then lock in on that one. Give them control uh, and trust them that they can lead the offense, and don't worry about putting
0: limits on what this offense can do. Allow it to breathe. Yeah, I mean, I I think quarterback friendly was a was also a word that w- yes. was utilized by by Mike Tomlin, and I think a a history of working with the quarterback position obviously is it, it's inherent to any offensive coordinator. But I want to see who they've worked with, right? And you mentioned Daryl Bevel and, and Russell Wilson and you know now he's working with Tua and who all he's worked with over the course of his career and where he's taken them and their journeys is really important if you're hitching your wagons to Kenny Pickett for this next year because that relationship needs to start fast, really fast. So equally important, you mentioned this earlier, Jeff, and I think it's incredibly wise, coordinator really important, but relationship, the The insulation around the quarterback position and how you're going to build that position up, it's not just the offensive coordinator. It's quarterback coach. It's a, a senior advisor. And I, I would love a little bit of old and young, a little balance there because we, we talked about this off air. If you go, be enemy. If you go, you know, somebody that is a you know, Waldron or somebody that that's going to be a hot name, and if they flip it, they're gone. They're going to be a head coach mm-hmm. immediately. So who then... Builds that succession plan. Can you put that person in place? Because it's always been a challenge, right? Is when you have someone be successful, you got to be ready for them to go. And I, I don't know about you guys. I am not scared of that at all. No, not at all. I'd like, be the best the case. scenario. In, best case.
4: Turns the Steelers around and then leaves the next year. It was the same thing when Brian Flores came in. Oh, but he's not going to stay. Long. I don't care. No. Let him come in, share his wisdom. And if and if he gets a head coaching job because of it, it's because you had success.
3: Hotline presented by Sullivan, a super service Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Will and should the Steelers let whoever they hire, hire their staff or are the Steelers, is it going to be case by case basis? So say they say they hire Arthur Smith or, or Eric B Those are the two guys that I, I'm going to pull out of this, this pack here. And they want to hire their own staff. Should they let the offensive coordinator, hire their own quarterback coach, their own running back coach, their own wide receiver coach, or do you anticipate the Steelers saying, all right, you're our offensive coordinator, but we're hiring the quarterback coach. We are hiring this wide receiver coach. We're hiring this offensive line coach. How do you see that direction going throughout this offensive coordinator search? I, I am
0: becoming more and more of an advocate. That offensive coordinator's got to have autonomy to, to, to bring people in that he trusts, that he has – worked with or has connections to that can help. Because, again, you're dealing with a very young group of, of players, and I, and I understand it's the NFL, and there's no time for a learning curve, be it with coaches or players. But there can't be an adjustment period for this coaching staff to learn a new system and then teach it to Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. It's got to be like, bam. It's got to happen fast. And I, I, familiarity in that in that coaching staff is going to be really important. Listen, I mean, one of the reasons that you know this, this staff is built the way it is currently is because, candidly, some of these guys worked with Matt Canada. I mean, offensive coordinator Eddie Faulkner worked with Matt Canada at NC State. Now I know he's been on the staff since 2019, but so has Matt Canada. From that standpoint, been involved at the quarterback coach position. Those guys work together, so Matt kind of built this staff. So you want to give this next offensive coordinator a chance to build theirs. And that's why I think Mike Tomlin says there will be changes.
4: Yeah, and I think some of that's case by case. And I think where, like Eddie Faulkner I know is somebody that it looks like the running backs have improved. He oh, yeah. Bra- the guys talked about the energy. We saw it when he became coordinator. We, He, he seems like he's a good, good communicator. I think he proved himself as a good coach. I think that's somebody you would look to retain. Agreed. But, but if you bring in Eric Bieniemy and he's got a guy, listen, I got Deuce Daly or whomever, I really want him to be my running back coach, then I think you have to make a change. I think what else I would hire if I'm the Steelers, and, again, we, we discussed expanding this coaching staff, get one legacy. Yes. Whether it's a yes. Randall L. Yes. Or a Heinz Ward or somebody Deuce in that Staley. room that was there when they won Super Bowls that can tell these guys this is how you act, and that they have respect for what these guys did in their careers. Could be—I don't know what Emmanuel Sanders, but that would be another one, even though he wasn't here his whole career. Somebody that's 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 been there, although Sand Sanders didn't win a Super Bowl, but get what I'm saying. Like, add that as part of it. When you had Joey Porter as an assistant coach, I don't know if he was the the perfect guy to have in that role, but he would be. a a guy that can speak to what what it means, Larry Foot,
3: Carnell Lake, whenever he was here. Yeah, you know they they have done that in the past and kind of got away from it. And they they do need that because we we've we've been talking, you know, a portion of the show. Uh, the leaders of Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt, they're incredible leaders. Nothing to take away from them, but you know, young guys only know what they know. And and Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt know what they know. Cam Hayward knows what winning possibly is because of his teammates, whenever he was a young guy, but those guys haven't won championships. So you bring in people who, who have done it a certain way and did it a certain way underneath Mike Tomlin. You could kind of project that message that, you know, this is how we did it. I, I don't want to be the old man in the room, but this is how we did it. And it worked. If something works, guys will fall in line.
0: Yeah. and I, I think there's no more important position for that to be the case than wide receiver. You know, and and you look at that group, how immensely talented they are, but incredibly volatile effort has been in question at times. And, and, and I'm not, I don't want to disparage Frisman Jackson, but right now it's not working. There's sporadic production, but they're, they're not, it's the biggest problem they have. It's the most volatile position group they have. And it's been that way for Mike Tomlin since the latter part of the last the decade before last 2009 10 it, it's it's become a drama it's become a it's become basically a it's like a sitcom and that room is so much potential but it's getting held back right now by its extracurriculars
3: in a way and you know you talk about poaching guys i mean this happens all the time and in, in business everywhere but if you were to lure you know a wide receivers coach from somewhere you obviously tag him with okay you're the wide receivers coach and the pass game coordinator yeah, right. right so uh, you know you talk about legacy players but even outside of legacy players guys who have won somewhere and played at a high level wes welker would be number one on my list like That's i would reach go. out to wes welker and be like okay what do you want for you to leave where's he at? he's in miami i believe or he's 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 or, or in san francisco I, I if he's in san francisco he's probably not gonna leave but Wes Walker is a guy that, if it's outside of a legacy player that I would want to coach my wide receivers, he knows how to win. I would give him an extra title and pay him some extra money. Now, that's another thing, too, though. Are the Steelers going to open the pocketbook? Because they, you know, they don't pay right. assistance like some other teams do. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl,
4: but I would make a call down to Miami and say, Marquise, what would it take to make you our – assistant offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. What would it take? I need you in that room. We need your leadership. That Those are the type of people I think you're looking for.
3: Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Bechtold, have you ever seen the movie Van Wilder? I have not, no. All right, well, there's a Van Wilder situation going on right now. And we are going to discuss that next. And we'll let you know what Van Wilder actually is because this is the situation that Van Wilder was in. Okay. We'll talk about that next. Let's do it. On the Fan Morning Show. But first, back to the headline. Divisional round playoff action kicks
5: off 4.30 on Saturday. The Baltimore Ravens host the Houston Texans. Baltimore favored by 9.5 in that game. You can hear it right here. Westwood One's coverage on 93.7 The Fan. Green Bay at San Francisco, 8.15. Hear that one on 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA, as we have pit basketball at 8 o'clock with coverage beginning at 7.30 on the road at Duke. Tampa Bay at Detroit, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Kansas City at Buffalo, 6.30. Hear both of those games on the fan. You could hear all of it on your Odyssey app. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Doran.
3: Whoever wins the big game in February gets a guaranteed ring. You know who else has a guaranteed ring? Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If your fiance doesn't love her engagement ring from Noah Gabriel, exchange the ring for one she loves up to entire year after purchase. I guarantee that you will have a great experience at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. For that perfect engagement ring, visit Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers in Wexford or Ross Park Mall. Or visit them online at noahgabrielco It's eight twenty. Time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Why pay forty percent when you can pay twenty five percent? Call eight 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 ninety eight Twins. Austin, you've never seen Van Wilder. No, I haven't. Do you have any clue what it's about?
0: Either have I? You
3: oh, come on. Patty. I'm more of a come TV on, guy than movie guy. Do you know
5: start in it? Come on, Patty. It? Do you know start in it? I can't say I have. Yeah. I know.
3: It Do started. You?
0: It started at Twin Peaks. <laughs> Stop it.
3: Stop it. With Santa's little helpers. <laughs> stop. a baby. Do you know what Van Wilder is about? No. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to explain? or do you We're going to be in, go so ahead. embarrassed. I, I'm it's not embarrassed. So I'm Van so, so Van Wilder, Van Wilder <laughs> was it's played very, by Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, he, he is a guy who, who has stayed in college for like eight years.
0: Oh, like the dude at Miami.
3: That's nine years. <laughs> what is it about?
5: <laughs> nine how about
0: years. that? Pop, Pop had a great tweet. He said, uh, "He said, uh, man, that's a long time. He goes, did he back up Jeremy Shockey? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: yeah. like Greg Olson? He uh, was in the same recruiting class as Justin Herbert and Jalen
3: Hurts. How crazy is that? Nine years. And that's
4: legit. You're not like uh, you're I not saw it. Yesterday. How many yeah,
3: yeah. times has
0: he transferred?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, started be, in Oregon. Pretty
0: soon you could probably – you could probably do five years at five schools.
3: Would you want to do that?
0: No. That sounds awful. So awful. he'll be
3: a doctor in a year, right? Like I mean, I would hope that he would like But be I could a... see that happening.
4: You know, somebody goes somewhere, they don't get the time. Oh, I'm off here. Oh, I'm not getting the time, or they change the coach. Oh, I'm leaving
3: here. Okay, so how can so Pat, how, and and Jeff, how, how can that work? Okay, you you red shirt, you medical red shirt, you have a COVID year. COVID year. And there has to be one more, right?
0: Probably get a uh, the tip another year. medical hardship. You get a
4: tipped in year. What did Tipton do? Seven.
3: Yeah. Nine? How do you get to nine? I'm trying. I'm I try You, you got to give
4: the guy ten now, don't you? I mean, you know what I think? I
3: think Patrician's got another year he could play. <laughs> I mean- looks like he could play. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He, he does. looks like he could play. I I, I just I, I was trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, how can you get to nine years? Like, okay, the COVID year is obviously one thing. Red shirt medical red shirt. I don't know what that other Extenuating
0: circumstances would be the best way to summarize it. Does he away. play?
3: If you wanted a, you
4: want a special teams guy, J.P. is your guy. Anyhow.
3: <laughs> you guys start naming a bunch of people. Does this guy play? Does anybody know anything about this guy?
0: I I, I, I know he's going into his ninth year in college that's football. That's, that's about it. it. That's it. And Jeez. he backed up Kellen Winslow Jr.
3: That's, in, that's insane. To me. He had <laughs>
0: season-ending injuries. And he's a soldier.
5: 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 season-ending injuries. So, oh. so
0: you're saying he doesn't play all that much.
3: No. And whenever he does get in, he gets hurt.
4: I would say there's tread on the tires, but it sounds like those tires have been beaten What off. was it-
0: Chuck Knoll's line, move on with your life's work? Yes. Read the
3: writing on the wall. Listen,
0: someone's going to, in today's age,
4: someone's
3: going to pay you to play college football. He has a heck of a story. I mean, if he's had season-ending injuries, I'm sure he can get an NIL deal with like some doctor's office or something. He's probably going there all the time. The trainers. He's old
4: old enough to remember when Miami mattered.
5: I played against him. He's 26. 26 years old. So here's his career path. 2016, did not play at all for Oregon. 2017, seven games at Oregon. 2018, one game with the Ducks. 2019, no games. 2020, no games. 2021, two. 2022, still with Oregon. 13 games. Then went to Miami last year, played all 13 games. And now one more year at Miami. I'll in say the sun.
3: I'll say this. Wow. That that's exactly right. I'll say this. If I do, not if I'm up to nine years in school, and I had two more years to get to nine, I want to do it in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, hey, that ain't bad. Like, does, does he have a degree? He's got
4: six, he's got six degrees. <laughs> like, he's I want to do school degrees. in Miami. He's a doctor
0: I'm, of philosophy. I, I
4: remember talking to Chris Tadulu, the, the pit punter, yeah. one time. He's like. I really wasn't going to come back, but they were going
0: to pay me to get an MBA at the cat school. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Well, yeah, I mean, I wish those stories were more prevalent and talked about more, but that, that's great. Good for him. But, I mean, nine years, I mean, whew.
5: that's a long time. Also in his recruiting class, Nick Bosa and DK Metcalf. That's just
4: wild. Sure wasn't Eric Metcalf. <laughs> <Yeah>. NFL,
5: <laughs> NFL vets getting their
3: second contracts. Yeah. And he's well, he's, he's
0: gotten he's He's getting his second contract, too.
3: She's a man. Oh, oh well. Uh, Pat, you were uh, you were off in the uh, in the break. Some wide receiver coaches out there that uh, were former players and how it makes sense. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We obviously, talked about it in the segment before about uh, and, and Jeffy brought it up having a legacy player and being a coach. And yesterday, I said, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm just such a proponent of wide receivers having uh, former wide receivers as their coach. And there's a bunch out there, a lot more than I thought I realized. I thought I came up with the thing. I'm not that smart, but there's a lot of teams that have former uh, wide receivers as their wide receiver coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you look right away at, you know, one of the best receivers in football, obviously, is is Justin Jefferson. And Keenan McCardell, who played forever for the old San Diego Chargers and was a great player, played for did he play for Tampa, too? Tampa, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and, and the Browns. Yeah, he played, He was all over the place. But, you know, Wes Walker in Miami, Bobby Ingram, Penn State product. Talking about a Penn State player who would have thunk it. Right. At, at, uh, at Baltimore and – and now in Washington with Eric Bien-Aimé. Um Greg Lewis is with the Baltimore Ravens, who played for the Philadelphia Eagles and Minnesota Vikings and otherwise. Randall in Ra- Detroit. Randall in Detroit. I mean, they're, they're just – they're all over the place. And, again, that position is so unique. I, I feel like you tend to – I mean, it's a diva position, let's just be honest. It, it is a very – it's a position that if you're not getting the ball, it's it, you're dealing with some. You gotta have some psychology to you as a coach. You gotta you gotta have been there, just like the quarterback position in some ways. And um, this particular room here in Pittsburgh, I think bears you know bears a new voice. It, it, it merits a new voice and, and new leadership and, and a respect, the mutual respect. Not that they don't have that for Frisbee and Jackson, but it's a different level when the guys it's Antoine Randall L. You know, it's a different level. Is is Heinz still coaching?
3: You know,
4: yeah. The last time
3: he was in the uh, USFL. Okay, that's where he was. Didn't did he interview for the wide receiver coach coaching job for the Steelers at some point? And they were like, "We're going to go in a different direction." Was that? Yeah, I don't even know if he ever interviewed. Okay, okay. Like he because obvi- I know obvious.
4: he's he's kind of like leaked it out there when there have been opportunities. Like, hey, I really want to coach because he coached with the Jets, um, but he was in USFL.
3: Rod Woodson's out there too. He just coached in the U.S. or he coached in the XFL, right? Or XFL. XFL. Or when, yeah, they're the same one, now. One of those. Yeah. They're yeah, the same
5: now. He's no longer the head coach of San Antonio. He was in the XFL, but now available. Yeah. Uh,
3: you know, I, I, I am a proponent of that. Not saying that, you know, every player needs, you know, every team needs a player or, or a coach that was a former player. Like, I think there's a lot more to offer with different perspectives. If you, Even if you hadn't played the game at a high level, I really do believe that. But in certain positions, I do definitely believe that it it's a it's a, a easier path to success and getting everybody on the same page if you have a common uh, mindset. Yeah, you know who the
0: coach, the the Colts uh, wide receiver coach is? You ever heard of Reggie Wayne?
3: He's not bad. Makes sense, right? Makes a lot. Of, it makes too much sense. So. You know, I, I don't know which direction the Steelers are going. And we'd had this discussion, too, before that, you know, are, are they going to let the offensive coordinator pick who they want or are the Steelers are going to handpick every single position?
4: And you can't just assume because the head coach has legacy. Like, people know – like, having that – Jeff Cable says, listen, we've got our, th- our three assistants, but that that other guy, it's Gilbert Brown now. It was Ronald Ramon before. Someone that's been there, yep. that is one, that can tell these kids how it's done. And I, I – I don't think the Steelers are above that I think that would be a good ad for them
3: coming up next uh Najee after uh the game talked about structure talked about uh in-house rules and Mike Tomlin was asked about that yesterday and it was obviously one of the questions that you check off the list of what you wanted to hear from Mike Tomlin how he answered it but we're gonna play that sound and how he did answer it and the things that uh you know kind of uh you know went back and forth probably how Najee was thinking how some other players were thinking about the in-house rules and the structure and how talman thinks uh about the in-house structure and maybe how that should change we'll talk about that next but first a old headline penguins
5: are a couple points out of the last wild card spot as the pens 48 total points on the season trails washington by two in the metro tampa bay by three overall in the wild card pens on saturday are in vegas to face off against the golden knights puck drop at 10 o'clock, and we're just under a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting for the Pirates in Bradenton. Headlines Proper Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville now open. For more, go to 937thefam.com.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: That's what these exit interviews are about. You know, one man's perspective is just one man's perspective, but I meet with everyone and somewhere in there lies reality. And I'm always open to changing and doing what's necessary in an effort to move this collective forward in an effort to, to be world champs next year, certainly.
3: From your perspective, do there need to be changes dealing with structure and discipline? There
2: allocate- certainly need to be changes. We can't do the same things and expect a different result. I'm open and willing to that, certainly.
3: Mike Tallman very stern there, saying there certainly needs to be changes in uh, the structure and how they do things. And you know that was alluding to what Najee Harris had to say after the game, saying that the in-house rules need to change, the discipline needs to change, guys policing themselves. And you know, talking to some former players, you know, guys in the early part of Mike Tomlin's career knew how to just take care of themselves, knew when to be at meetings, knew that they had to get their lift in at a certain time. These younger, you know, these younger age guys, they need to be led. You know, it's not that they need their handheld, but, you know, they need to be showed a way, uh, you know, of doing things. And that's a, uh, that's a proponent to the whole culture talk that we had probably in the middle of the season, like, is the culture bad with the Steelers? I wouldn't say it's bad, but it definitely needs some retooling. Um, There definitely needs to, Mike Tomlin needs to, for probably the first time in his head coaching career, have to set standards in the locker room, not the standard as a standard, but actual standards of rules and actual standards of structure of, you know, on a day-to-day basis that guys need to go by. And that's what he was alluding to there. And, I expect that there will be some significant change in that area.
4: Listen, most of us at our work, we want to be left alone. Go do our jobs, do it as we want. But if not everybody in the workplace is pulling their weight or acting the same way, then the boss has to come down. The boss has to come down. And I'm guessing for Najee, uh, Nick Saban probably had a rule or two at Alabama. Yeah. Probably one or two. And he would come down hard on guys, and I think – what Tomlin is realizing is that I can't treat all these guys the same. I may have a room now where I need to be more of a disciplinarian than I want to be. Um, and th- hopefully he does that.
0: Uh, I mean, college and pro are two different things, Doran, You know this. Uh, I mean, there's an expectation that you're an adult when you're in the national football league. That's not always the case. You're, you're getting younger and younger players now at that, that are may or may not be ready for that level of autonomy or, or respect so or trust so i do think that listen if if you don't block if you loaf and then explain that you didn't want to get hurt or if you you know jog off the field and get a get a substitution penalty or if you show up late or if you do x y or z the, the biggest definition of structure are consequences, accountability, and how that is carried out. I don't pretend to know how the Steelers handle it. I don't even pretend to know what's permissible. But I would expect if I did my job like that, I certainly wouldn't expect a raise. If I'm making that much money, I'd expect to be penalized for it. And if you're unwilling to go to those levels because you need someone's talents to win, you're now making it okay for everybody else to do it. And those are hard when you're trying to build a culture and build a Super Bowl team. It's hard to overcome even the most secluded incident of that. And George Pickens is, is a big one. Deontay's been a problem now for two years. There's been an issue almost bi weekly with him. But it's been okay. He got a contract. You're now making that. Those guys sitting in the locker room know that. And, it, well, and it's more than just Deontay works hard. Mm-hmm.
4: So did A.B. But that doesn't mean that you still – just because you work hard that you can act however you want. Right. Or And I'm not saying this is happening, but, you know, if you're showing up late to a meeting or you're not fully – like, there need to be consequences. But I will say this. Like, I had a couple players tell me we, we had conversations a few years ago with the Belichick-Brady split. And almost to a man, the guy said, "Belichick's not going to work because he has so many rules that professionals are going to tune that out or rebel against it once they're not winning all the Absolutely. time." Absolutely. And he said, "You watch, that's going to crumble fast." And they they were right because um, it has because pros don't want to have all those college rules. Right. To what you were saying, they're they're grown men. They have families. They have other stuff in their lives more than just football and they want to be treated
3: as men well the thing that and it, it, it just boggles my mind now i know george pickens was who he was in college but to come from a program like georgia uh there's no excuse about having the day-to-day structure because i know that Georgia structured obviously alabama's very structured we were structured at pitt and i i found this as one of the best luxuries i had having dave Watson because he treated us like nfl players every single yeah. day from the start that we walked in the building the structure of our day-to-day, whether it was lifting, whether it was eating, whether it was meetings, whether it was on the field, was like an NFL schedule. So when I got to the NFL, it was the easiest transition I've ever had in that aspect of my life because I did it in college. But not everybody's going to have that. Like, if you have a guy that's from D2, you know, different different cultures, different programs are, are different. And those are the guys that need that kind of pulling of uh, their hand and holding of their hand. George Pickens to me is an exception because he came from a high-level program, but the thing is with Mike Tallman and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I get it—you treat guys differently. Everybody, you know, not everybody's the same, and not everybody's gonna be treated the same. T.J. Watt's not gonna be t- 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 treated the same way as Demarvin Leal. It's—I it, it, mean—it's just not gonna happen. That's how Mike Tallman is. He's even said it. T.J. Watt is multiple. He's, he's an NFL defensive player of the a- year. Absolutely, but it, but there still has to be. The, you know, compact rules of the team, like that. Everybody doesn't matter who you are, have to fall in line and abide by. I don't think that that's a thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There isn't like, okay, like these are the, these are the team rules. Nobody, I don't care who you are. If you're a hall of fame player, nobody goes outside of these rules Guys are treated differently, but I don't think there's a whole unison of a, of, of rules that go on in the uh, the facility down the south side. And,
4: well, and w- we saw a little glimpse of that with the James
0: Harrison stuff. I mean,
4: yes, look what he did for the organization, but he couldn't. You can't act like he did on his way out.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the challenge with these guys, and it's it's becoming less of a of a, a disparity because of NIL in college football, but I mean. In college football, the head coach makes the most money in the building. In pro football, the head coach might make the 15th most most in the building. So that power structure, that power dynamic is very different. And whereas Kirby Smart or Nick Saban can walk around and yell at a guy and make him run wind sprints or, or so on and so forth, you don't have that carrot or that, that lever to, to press in pro football. But we do have money and You do have playing time; all those things still exist, and you're still at the controls of that. I do think ultimately the best police state for a for a football team is veteran players, and that's what they had in the benefit of of Mike Tomlin's early tenure at, in in charge of the Steelers. I don't feel like they have that now, particularly on offense, and I don't know how you get it without there being. Coach intervention and a reestablishment of of what the standard looks like and how it is carried out, and
4: that no one is immune of it. For instance, if Tomlin would have told Roethlisberger back in the day, "Listen, you're late. You're late for a meeting. Go run laps," and Ben would have told him to go get bent, Pouncey would have jumped on Ben and said, "Listen, man, right. we're all part of this together. Yeah. You're gonna. You know, you're no one. Not one person is better than. And you. They don't." have that. You're right. And Ian Cole, Ian Cole saying that to somebody isn't going to have the same.
0: Well, I mean, listen, listen and Najee's the one saying these rules. I don't mean to pick on Najee because I think he had a really good year. Multiple thousand yard seasons. He's talking about rules and and protocols. and he, He's the guy that openly said the play calling was bad early this season in, in the media. Everyone knows what we're doing. It's no secret to you guys. What kind of message is that from a leader? I don't care who your offensive coordinator is. You don't air dirty laundry in the public as a leader on a football team. You don't. Period. I got no patience for that at all. You're a leader.
3: You take the sword. You have to be better. Do you have a problem with what he said about the structure, the in-house structure? Because you're talking in-house. Like, I mean, why doesn't he just go to him.
0: I have a problem with him saying that after doing some of the things that he's done in the past publicly and airing dirty laundry like that because to me that's a structure thing. That's a consequence thing. You're going to talk out of turn like that. You're not the coach. You know, you you're not a captain anymore. Okay. So I, I got an issue with that, but I don't have an issue with what he's saying, but it's ironic that it's coming from someone that I would say from my perspective, st- stepped a little bit out of line for what I would want from a teammate and a leader on my team.
4: Yeah. By him saying that, that might be what creates change
0: because it's out there, but he needs to acknowledge it. he needs to be part of the change too. If he's going to continue to be a leader on this franchise, is he going to develop into a leader in this franchise?
3: Fan morning show Twitter poll brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Trust There's a a little a Twitter feud going on right now that Pat brought up in the break, and I, I saw it last night. I kind of was following it. It's kind of uh, amusing to me, but we'll we'll dive into a little bit of that next. But first, a Bechtold headline.
5: Pitt is just 1-5 in, in the ACC. That's last place in the conference, looking to try to get going, but Duke standing in the Panthers' way. Number 7 Blue Devils, 8 o'clock tomorrow from Cameron Indoor Stadium. Penguins tomorrow in action at 10 o'clock on the road in Vegas. From our fan headlines, 937thefan.com, here's Doran.
3: Whether you want a new Chevy Equinox, Chevy Trax, or even a brand-new Chevy Silverado, Century 3 Chevy will make all your dreams come true. In addition to their wide selection of new vehicles, they also have a wide variety of certified pre-owned Chevrolet models. I talk about it all the time. They have the best customer service, and you know the jingle, Century 3 Chevrolet, Lebanon, Church Road, Pittsburgh. Check them out today. Make sure you tell them Doran sent you or go to their website, Century3Chevy.com. It's the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Route 19, in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Do you guys see that back and forth with RG3 and Jay Gruden, his former coach of uh, the Washington Redskins at the time? Obviously, they're the commanders now, Woo. but they're going back and forth. Are we getting worked into a shoot here? You think this is fake? Because why not just text them or call them? Like, why are you yeah. doing it? Why are you yeah, doing it on got Twitter? Numbers. Yeah. Why are you doing that on Twitter? Do you think this is propped up? I, I don't is... know. It just seems weird. I don't know, man. I...
4: The Gruden family seems like one you could you could get stirred up pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would agree.
3: This is uh, it's very interesting. And are you a fan of RG three?
0: Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my own personal. He's just a little too. I mean, just calm down a touch for me, and I think I might be able to hear what you're saying. But it's just, I mean, the fake slide thing was cool, but the it it wore on me a little bit. And then he just he just proceeds to think every every play has to be like that. Every every comment has to be some sort of
3: scorch you know, scorching hot take. And uh I that's not how I do business. Do you think Jay Gruden did did wrong by him whenever he was playing? No. No? No. Didn't put him in situations He's limited. Yeah. He's limited as a passer.
0: Hmm. And
4: he's a, and a he, was, an and he was also
0: very injury prone.
4: Yeah. A hell of an athlete, but that's that's the biggest thing. What what and well, Mar Jackson's career. a better passer than RG3. What ended his career was the injuries. Because someone's going to take a chance on him. It, it, it was the injuries. And that's, that, as a quick aside, what he's done this year and the chance that they took in Baltimore, we're going to change an offensive coordinator that made this guy unbelievable yep. because we want to get to the next level.
3: They got better. They okay, well, the dice. with that being said, if they lose uh, this weekend, should John Harbaugh come down on some fire? under some fire?
4: I mean, depending on how it goes, but... I can't argue that that offense is now, I think, more capable to win in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's a better offense than it was.
3: Fan should have brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Coming up next, you thought that we were going to forget about it. Austin, we got odds and ends. We're going to go around the room, and we're going to talk about the playoff games in odds and ends version of this instead of Steelers. How about that? Let's do it. Well, let's do it. First, Van Weather. Brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. High of 27 today. Low of 18.
5: Hey, Crowley here for the Hampton Beer Outlet. You need beer. Football season is over, so stock up. They got a 1,000 beers at Hampton Beer Outlet. Anything you want. Craft beers. They got imports, seltzers, local Pittsburgh brews, even non-alcoholic beers. They got the best prices around and great people. It's an outstanding environment. It's not a dark and dingy beer distributor. No, no, no. It's a beer superstore. Best prices around. Drive a little. Save a lot. Route 8 in Hampton.